Act One of the Vortex by Noel Coward. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Personae Preston, read by Lynette Calkins. Helen Saville, read by Kelly Taylor. Pouncefort Quentin, read by Todd. Clara Hibbert, read by T.J. Burns. Florence Lancaster, read by Wendy Catzilla. Tom Varian, read by Glenn Proud. Nikki Lancaster, read by Kevin Brazel. David Lancaster, read by Jim Hedrick. Bunty Mainwaring, read by Jen Broda. Bruce Fairlight, read by Donald Gilmore. Stage directions read by Larry Wilson. Act One. The scene is the drawing room of Mrs. Lancaster's flat in London. The colors and decoration are on the verge of being original. The furniture is simple but distinctly expensive. Persons shown are Helen Seville and Ponsfort Quinton. Helen Seville and Ponsfort Quinton are shown in by Preston. Helen is a smartly dressed woman of about thirty. Pawnee is an elderly maiden gentleman. I'm expecting Mrs. Lancaster in at any moment now, ma'am. Thank you, Preston. We'll wait a little. Shall I get you some tea? No, thanks. We've already had some. Give me a cigarette, Pawnee. They're in that box on the table. Pawnee hands her cigarette box. Preston goes out. It may be tiresome of me. But I think all this coloring is oppressive. You make such a fetish of house decoration, Pawnee. Pawnee wandering round the room. Not at all. But I do like things to be good and right. Well, I don't consider the new frieze in your bathroom either good or right. How can you, Helen? It's too marvelous for words. Pirelli designed it specially for me. Personally, it would make me self-conscious to sit in a bath surrounded by frisky gods and goddesses, all with such better figures than mine. I find it encouraging. This whole room is so typical of Florence. In what way? Every way. Look at the furniture. A little artificial, perhaps, but quite harmless. Dear Helen, you're such a loyal friend. I'm very fond of Florence. We all are. Oh, my God! Look at that lampshade! I gave it to her last Christmas. Wasn't that a little naughty of you? I don't see why. It's extremely pretty. Too unrestrained. Such a bad example for the servants. He takes up frame from desk. Who's this boy? Tom Varian. You must have seen him. Florence's past, present, or future? Present. He has that innocent look that never fails to attract elderly women. Don't be a cat. I wasn't meaning Florence. She's too divine to be in any marked category. I wonder. Oh, yes, Helen. Deathless sort of magnetism, you know. I often wonder what will happen to Florence eventually. My dear, I'm far too occupied in wondering what's going to happen to me to worry about other people. I've always thought your course was quite clear, Pawnee. 
However offensive that remark was intended to be, Helen, I shall take it in the most complimentary spirit. I'm sure you will. I expect Florence will just go on and on, then suddenly become quite beautifully old, and go on and on still more. It's too late now for her to become beautifully old, I'm afraid. She will have to be young indefinitely. I don't suppose she'll mind that, but it's trying for David. And fiendish for Nicky. Oh, no, my dear, you're quite wrong there. I'm sure Nicky doesn't care a damn. It's difficult to tell with Nicky. He's divinely selfish. All amusing people are. Did you hear him play in Paris? Yes. Well? Erratic. One or two things perfect, but he's slovenly. He only takes things seriously in spurts. But still, he's very young. Do you really think that's a good excuse? No, I'm afraid not. Especially when so much depends upon it. What does depend on it? Everything. His life's happiness. Don't be so terribly intense, dear. It's true. I'm quite sure Nicky will be perfectly happy as long as he goes on attracting people. He loves being attractive. Naturally, he's Florence's son. Such an exciting thing to be. You don't believe Nicky's got anything in him at all, do you? Pawnee lightly. I don't think it matters anyway. I do. But you've got a loving nature, Helen. I always know it. Nicky hasn't had a chance. Nonsense. He's had everything he wanted ever since the day he was born. And he'll go on wasting his opportunities until he dies. Quite possibly. Well, there you are, then. He may have had everything he wanted, but he's had none of the thing he really needs. Are you talking socially or spiritually? You're quite right, Pawnee. You wouldn't be so beautifully preserved if you'd wasted any of your valuable time or sincerity. I forgive you for that, Helen, freely. Thank you so much. You must realize one thing. Everyone is sacrificed to Florence. It's as it should be. Of course, she's a couple of hundred years too late. She ought to have been a flaunting, intriguing king's mistress, with black page boys and jade baths and things too divine. Enter Preston. Preston announcing. Miss Hibbert. Enter Clara Hibbert. She is affected, but quite well-dressed. Preston goes out. My dears, isn't Florence back yet? No, we're waiting for her. You look harassed, Clara. I am harassed. Why? I'm singing tonight for Laura Tennant. She's giving a dreadful reception at her dreadful house for some dreadful ambassador. How dreadful. No one will listen to me, of course. They'll all be far too busy avoiding the cup and searching for the champagne. What are you singing? One Gabriel Fowler, two Ronaldo Hans, and an aria. Which aria? Um, I can't think. But my accompanist will know. <sighs> I've got a frightful headache. Why don't you take off your hat? My dear, I daren't. I've just had my hair done. I suppose you haven't got a cachet favre, either of you? No, but Florence has, I expect. Preston will know where they are. Ring the bell, Pawnee. Pawnee ringing bell. My poor Clara, I do hope your singing tonight will justify the fuss you're making this afternoon. Ah, don't be so brutal, Pawnee. 
Is Gregory going with you? Of course. I never sing unless he's there. He gives me such marvelous moral support. Moral is hardly the word I should have chosen, dear. Enter Preston. Do you know if Miss Lancaster has any cachet-fevre anywhere? Yes, ma'am. I think so. Do get me one, Preston. I'm suffering tortures. Very well, miss. She goes out. Preston has such wonderful poise, hasn't she? She needs it in this house. Uh, I do wish Florence would hurry up. I want to borrow her green fan. I've got a new patu frock that positively demands it. She can't be long now. <sighs> I suppose I daren't ask Preston for the fan and creep away with it. I shouldn't if I were you. Florence is very touchy over that sort of thing. She promised it to me ages ago. Surely there isn't such a desperate hurry. You won't be singing until about half-past eleven. Clara petulantly. My dear, I've got to rehearse. I don't know a word. Re-enter Preston with a cachet favor and a glass of water. Ah, oh, you're a saint, Preston. Thank you a thousand times. Soak it a little first, dear, or you'll choke. And I should detest that. Clara soaks cachet and then swallows it. Preston goes out. Ah, oh, now I must lie down flat. Get out of the way, Helen. Perhaps you'd like us both to go right out of the room and sit in the hall. <laughs> no, Pawnee. I should never expect the least consideration from you. She lies down flat on the divan. Helen arranges cushions for her. Thank you, Helen, darling. I shall always come to you whenever I'm ill. That will be nice. Enter Florence Lancaster, followed by Tom Varian. Florence is brilliantly dressed almost to the point of being outre. Her face still retains the remnants of great beauty. Tom is athletic and good-looking. One feels he is good at games and extremely bad at everything else. Helen, Pawnee, have you been here long? No, only a few hours. My dear, I'm so frightfully sorry. We've been held up for ages in the traffic. Davis is a congenital idiot, always manages to get to a turning just as the policeman puts out his hand. No initiative whatever. What's happened to Clara? Has she been run over? <sighs> no, dear. I've got a frightful head. Pawnee, you know Tom, don't you? Tom Varian, Mr. Quentin, I'm sure you'll adore one another. Tom shaking hands. How are you? Very well, thank you. How sweet of you to ask me. Is there anything I can do, Clara? Yes, dear. Lend me your green fan for tonight. All right. But you won't get too carried away with it, will you, dear? I should hate the feathers to come out. Does anyone want any tea? No, thanks, dear. Cocktails, then? It's too early. Florence ringing bell. It's never too early for a cocktail. Oh, I should like to go quietly into a convent and never see anybody again ever. Gregory would be bored stiff in a convent. We've just been to a most frightful charity matinee. Nothing but inaudible speeches from dreary old actors and leading ladies nudging one another all over the stage. 
Preston enters. Cocktails, Preston, and ask Barker to wrap up my green fan for Miss Hibbert to take away with her. Very good, ma'am. She goes out. You're an angel, Florence. I think I'll sit up now. Do, dear. Then Tom will be able to sit down. Clara sitting up. I really do feel most peculiar. You look far from normal, dear. If Pawnee's rude to me any more, I shall burst into tears. Tom, give me a cigarette. Here are some. No. Tom has a special, rather hearty kind that I adore. Lend me your lipstick, Helen. Mine has sunk down into itself. Here you are. What a lovely color. Huh. I look far prettier than I feel. Florence to Tom. Thank you, Angel. I shan't be able to get down to the house until Saturday evening, Florence. I'm seeing Gregory off to Newcastle. Why Newcastle? His home's just near there. Isn't it too awful for him? Well, why be the time of your train, won't you? Of course, dear. You're smelling divinely, Florence. What is it? Florence flicking her handkerchief. It is good, isn't it? Narcissinoir or Karen? I use it. Yes, you would, Pawnee. Re-enter Preston with parcel. Here is the fan, miss. Clara taking it. Thank you so much. You are sweet, Florence. A fan gives me such a feeling of security when I'm singing modern stuff. Preston goes out. I must rush now. Don't you want a cocktail before you go? No, darling, I should only hiccup all evening. Goodbye. You've been such a comfort. Goodbye, Helen. Pawnee, you will be nicer to me over the weekend, won't you? I shall be so depressed. What with Gregory going away and everything. Goodbye, Tom. I shall dine in bed and give way at every pore. She goes out. Poor Clara. She eternally labors under the delusion that she really matters. We all do that a little. Florence laughing. <laughs> You're awfully cruel to her pony. She upsets my vibrations. Florence before glass. I've taken a sudden hatred to this hat. She takes it off. That's better. Are you going to the new Elaine tonight, either of you? I'm not, but Pawnee is, of course. It's going to be amazing. What a cast, my dear. Marvelous Selwyn Steele, Nora Dean, and that perfect woman, Lily Burfield. I can't stand her. She always overacts. Pawnee incensed. How can you, Helen? Did you see her in simple faith? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, you really are too tiresome for words. Her technique creaks like machinery. It's sacrilege. She's too, too marvelous. Enter Preston with a tray of cocktails. Everyone helps themselves. What do you think about it, Tom? I've never seen her. Yes, you have. About three months ago at the comedy. Oh, I don't remember. Don't remember? An artist like that? Good God, it's agony. You'll look awfully tired at dinner time, Pawnee, if you don't calm down a little. This is special. My own invention. Absolutely delicious. A bit too sweet. 
Tom, darling, don't be so taciturn. He's always taciturn after a matinee. When's Nicky coming back? Tomorrow. Isn't it too divine? He's been away for a whole year, but I saw him for a moment on my way through Paris last month. Has he been working hard? I suppose so. But you know what Nicky is. Bless his heart. I heard him play at Yvonne Mirabeau's. She's a loathsome woman, isn't she? Not as bad as that. She's a half-wit. I can't bear half-wits. She goes on so dreadfully about things. Devastating. Funny Nicky liking her so much. Only because she keeps on saying how wonderful he is. That always appeals to Nicky. How old is he now? Twenty-four. Isn't it absurd to think I have such a grown-up son? Old General Fenwick said last Thursday that... The telephone rings. She goes to it. Hello? Hello? Yes, my dear, how are you? Yes, so am I, simply worn out. No, when? How perfectly marvellous. No, dear, it's a prescription, but I can let you have a little in a jar. Quite easy. All you do is just rub it on at night. <laughs> Don't be so silly. Not in the least. If you send the car round, that will be all right. Very well. Goodbye, darling. She hangs up receiver. I give Clara Hibbert ten for stupidity, don't you, Helen? A hundred and ten. Ten's the limit. I say, Florence, I think I'd better be getting along if I gotta be dressed and back here by half past seven. You've got half an hour. That's not very much. The car's outside. Take it and send it straight back. Can it drop me, Florence, dear? I always feel so much richer in your car than anyone else's. Of course, Pawnee. The telephone rings again. Florence at telephone. Hello? Yes? Speaking. How do you do? Goodbye, Helen. It's been divine. Ring me up at tea time tomorrow. How perfectly sweet of you. Now, now really? Well, naturally, if you persist in saying such charming things. Laughing gaily. <laughs> oh, oh, what nonsense. Goodbye, Florence. She puts her hand over mouthpiece. It's that awful General Fenwick. Goodbye, Pony, dear. You're coming down to the house on Friday? Yes, too lovely. Helen's coming by the five o'clock. You'd better travel together. Perfect. To Tom. Are you ready? Quite. Pawnee as they go out. You can drop me first, can't you? I'm not as young as I was. Florent at telephone. Please forgive me. People rushing in and out. This house grows more like a railway station every day. Now, now, General, that was a deliberate compliment. She laughs. <laughs> a ridiculous man. Very well. Goodbye. She hangs up receiver. My God, ten for dreariness. 
He's not a bad old thing. No, but he tries to be, and that's what's so frightful. Arranging her hair before glass. I look like death. Isn't Tom a darling? Yes, dear, without being aggressively brilliant. I'm afraid, Helen, you're getting rather bitter. Nonsense. It's silly to be sarcastic about Tom. It's better than being maudlin about him. I don't know what you mean, dear. I'm not in the least maudlin, and I never have been about anybody. I sometimes wish I could be. I'm too hard. Helen taking a cigarette. Tom will let you down. Let me down? Why? How? I don't understand. You're more in love with him than he is with you. Don't be so absurd, Helen. It's true. Florence complacently. He adores me, worships me. He's never seen anyone like me before in his life. I'm something strange, exotic. You're more in love with him than he is with you. You're getting on my nerves today, Helen. You see that I'm right, don't you? If you knew some of the things he said to me... I can guess them. That boy was utterly unawakened until he met me. He's very young. I've taught him everything. Or nothing. Helen, I believe you're jealous. Don't be a fool. I wish I hadn't this fatal knack of seeing through people. How's David? I don't know. He ought to be home soon. Doesn't he ever suspect anything? Of course not. He adores me. It seems so strange not to see. I'm devoted to David. I'd do anything for him, anything in the world. But he's grown old, and I've kept young. It does muddle things up so. I can't help having a temperament, can I? Temperament? No. David's always loved me, and never understood me. You see, I'm such an extraordinary mixture. I have so many sides to my character. I adore being at home and running the house and looking after David and Nicky. You don't exactly overdo it. Well, Nicky's been away for such ages. Also, one must be in London for the season. You can't expect me to bury myself in the country indefinitely. I shall be there practically all through the spring and summer. Lovely tennis parties and cricket weeks and things. Certainly. Helen kissing her. Your divine creature, Florence. Florence basking. Am I? The telephone rings. Hello? Yes, speaking. To Helen in a whisper. It's Inez Zulieta. I never went to a recital. Inez, darling, I never recognized your voice. Didn't you get my note? It was absolutely true. I was in agony. Oh, Inez, don't be angry. If you only knew how I longed for the sound of your wonderful, wonderful voice, darling. Inez, don't be so cruel. Tomorrow, then. She hangs up receiver. I do wish Inez wasn't so persistent. You never stop encouraging her. Oh, Helen, I'm so tired of everyone. 
Except Tom. Yes, except Tom. He's such a darling. How do you think he and Nicky will get on? Marvellously. Tom loves music. He says he does. My dear, I took him to that Russian thing the other day, and he sat entranced from beginning to end. Poor Nicky. Why do you say that? Because sometimes I feel it. Florence is suddenly furious. Oh, I wonder why we're such friends. We're so opposite. You don't understand me a bit. I used to think that you did, but you've been different lately. Unsympathetic. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Over Tom. I believe you're in love with him yourself. Helen smiling. No, it isn't that. Anyhow, you can't bear him being in love with me. I don't think he is, really. I quite realise that he was very violently infatuated, but that is wearing off a bit now. I'm beginning to see him as he is. No, no, it's not true. You don't understand. We are friends, Florence, though we're so opposite. Do you really know the truth inside you? Or is all this shrill vanity real? What's the matter with you? You're ten years older than I am. But when I'm your age, I shall be twenty years older than you. Darling, how deliciously involved. What can you mean by that? I mean I think it's silly not to grow old when the time comes. She rises and goes towards door. Florence outraged. Helen! There is suddenly heard a violent knocking at the front door. What on earth is that? There is a noise outside. Then the door bursts open and Nicky enters. He is extremely well-dressed in traveling clothes. He is tall and pale with thin, nervous hands. Nicky! Mother! He embraces her. But I'd no idea. I thought you were coming tomorrow. No, today. I wrote to you. I'm terribly, terribly excited. Helen, dear, how are you? He kisses her. Splendid, Nicky. I can't get over your arriving like this. I never realized. Silly. You're looking awfully well. Am I? Wonderful, as usual. I was talking to George Morrison only last Thursday. The man who wrote that fearful book. It isn't a fearful book. It's brilliant. Anyhow, he absolutely refused to believe that I had a grown-up son. My dears, I must fly. Don't go yet. I must. I'm hours late as it is. Be a little later, then. Remember, five o'clock train on Friday. Oh, is she coming down to the house? Divine. Yes, as Florence is still speaking to me. Goodbye. She goes out. Have you been having a scene? No, dear. She's a darling, Helen. Extremely stupid and tactless sometimes. It doesn't feel as though I've been away at all. Oh, I've missed you appallingly. We had such a short time together in Paris. Did you enjoy all my letters? I adored them. So did John Bigot. I used to read most of them aloud to him. He's mad on you, saw your pictures in the Tatler or something, and fell in love with it. Is he nice? He's grand. We must all dine at the embassy. When is he coming to England? Not until after Christmas. You must see my new photographs. They're wonderful. 
She takes large packet from desk. It's heavenly being back. Look. I don't like that one. How can you, Nicky? Tom likes that one best of all. Who's Tom? Tom Varian. He's a dare, and you'll like him frightfully. You know, the very nicest type of Englishman. I hate the very nicest type of Englishman. Don't be tiresome, Nicky. He's only 24, and they all think so well of him. All who? All his officers and people. He's in the brigade. Nicky, holding photograph away from him and scrutinizing it through half-closed eyes. Now that one really is enchanting. They've got your hair beautifully. Oh yes, my dear, it's perfect. Florence complacently. Now it is good. She's sweet, Madame Henderson. She simply won't hear of my paying for these. She says it's quite sufficient to be allowed to exhibit them in the window. Is anyone dining this evening? No. Oh, dear, I'd forgotten. I'm dining out with Tom. Oh, I see. Your first night home, too. A perfectly fiendish. What a fool I am to have muddled it up. It doesn't matter, darling. Oh, but it does. I wonder if we could get another seat. Seat? What for? We're going to the first night of the New Elaine. It's going to be marvellous. Who's in it? Nora Dean and Selwyn Steele. Oh, God. It's silly of you always to jeer at Selwyn Steele. He's a brilliant actor. If only he could get away from his wife. I couldn't bear him tonight anyway. I'm tired. Is father home yet? No, I don't think so. Oh, I do feel such a beast. Don't be silly. Honestly, I don't mind a bit. I know. You have a nice quiet dinner here and join us at the embassy afterwards. Is it a late night? Yes. They play the most heavenly tune there now. Tom always makes them do it over and over again. I'll put it on. She goes to the gramophone. How's Iris? My dear, don't speak of her. Why? What's she done? She's been absolutely foul. In what way? Every way. I never trusted her, luckily. Thank God I've got instincts about people. Listen, isn't this marvellous? She said the most filthy things to Gloria Craig about me. I always knew she was insanely jealous, but there are limits. I loathe being at people's beck and call. Come and dance. Nicky, as they dance. I'm sorry you've rowed. I rather liked her. Only because she kept on saying how wonderful you were. She doesn't know a thing about music, really. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. It's merely bluff, all that appreciation. Darling, how oddly you're dancing. It's probably because we haven't danced together for so long. Anyhow, she's gone off to Monte Carlo with Violet Fenchurch, silly fool. Enter David Lancaster. He is an elderly, grey-haired, pleasant man. David delighted. Nicky, my boy! Nicky kissing him. Hello, father. I thought Florence said tomorrow. Mother muddled it up. You look rather tired. I'm splendid. How's everything? Uh, the same as usual. I've made lots of improvements down at the house. David thinks and talks of nothing but the farm. It's beginning to pay a bit. Peterson's an awfully good man. We'll make a grand tour of it on Sunday. 
Have you enjoyed yourself in Paris? Oh, yes, rather. It's a splendid place to work. It never struck me that way, quite, but still. Sophie de Molignac said Nicky's playing had improved wonderfully. I'm so glad, Nicky. I've been doing some Spanish stuff lately. I wish I knew more about it. Never mind, Father. Come to my room and talk. I can't bear that thing. Father's such a beast. He never will dance with me. Is the evening news anywhere about? Yes, here. He gives it to him. I'm so glad you're home again, Nicky. Don't forget, come and talk. He goes out. David's so much happier in the country. Why on earth doesn't he retire and live at the house for good? Work has become such a habit with him. He's always hated giving up habits. Mother, I've got something rather important to tell you. Darling, how thrilling! What is it? I'm engaged to be married. What? Practically. As much as one can these days. Nicky! Don't look so stricken. But, Nicky, I, I never sort of visualized you being engaged or married or anything. Why not? You're not old enough. I'm 24. You don't look it, thank God. What do you really feel about it, Mother? Darling, I hardly know what to say. You've sprung it on me so suddenly. Who is she? A girl called Bunty Mainwaring. What a silly name. It isn't at all. It's very attractive. Is she an actress or a student or what? Neither. She is what is technically termed a lady. Do you think she'll like me? She went mad over your photograph. Which one? The looking out the window one. That really is one of the best I've ever had done. She said you had the face of an heroic little boy. What a divine thing to say. She glances at herself in the glass. She does say divine things. She's supremely intelligent. Is she in Paris? No, she came over with me today. Where does she live? Just round the corner in Carby Square. Near the Churchingtons. It's her mother's house, but her mother's away just now, so I asked her to change quickly and come on here. Nicky! Why not? I wanted you to see her as soon as possible. Florence realizing parental responsibility. It's an awful shock, you know. Nonsense, mother. You're quite excited about it, really. Florence with determination. I shall be charming to her. Then she'll adore you at once. Probably too much, and I shall be jealous. You'd better both dine here together and come on to the embassy. How old is she? Twenty-three. What does she do? Nothing much. She writes things occasionally. Where did you meet her? First of all, at a party at Olive Lloyd Kennedy's. <sighs> I can't bear Olive Lloyd Kennedy. She's a cat. Then I met her again at Marion Fawcett's, a frightful sort of reception affair. She was staying with her. She seems to move exclusively among my worst enemies. Is she pretty? I don't know. I haven't really noticed. Florence with a touch of real feeling. Nicky, darling, I do feel so extraordinary about it. Why extraordinary? It's a milestone, isn't it? You being engaged. A definite milestone. She catches sight of herself. Look at my nose. She powders it. I do hope she'll like me. I must go and dress now. Tom is fetching me half past seven. Bring her to my room when she comes. Don't go for a minute. 
I must, really. Tom will be furious. Oh, damn, Tom. Oh, Nicky, don't go and take one of your tiresome prejudices against him. Nicky smiling. All right, I'll try not to. He's frightfully good-looking. Oh! And he adores music. Now then, Mother. He does, honestly. Good. And he dances beautifully. I shall never stop dancing with him. And he's so good at games. He sounds adorable. Of course, he needs knowing. So do I. You will make an effort, though, darling, won't you? For my sake. Yes, Mother. And we'll all have a divine time together. Tom and me and you and... What's her name? Bunty. Oh, yes. Of course. Bunty. Front doorbell rings. This is her, I expect. Do you feel wonderful about her? Yes. It is thrilling, isn't it? Being in love. Nicky, frowning a little. Yes. Your father was right. You look awfully tired, Nicky. What nonsense! I feel grand! Enter Preston. Preston announcing. Miss Mainwaring. Bunty comes in, very self-assured and well-dressed. She is more attractive than pretty in a boyish sort of way. Preston goes out. Bunty, you happen quick. I've simply flown. Bunty, here is Mother. Oh. Florence taking both her hands. This is frightfully exciting, isn't it? She kisses her. I've told her. Are you furious? Of course not. Why should I be, especially now? It's absolutely incredible, you being Nicky's mother. Am I anything like you thought I'd be? Yes, exactly. But I couldn't believe it until I saw you. Take off that perfectly divine cloak and have a cigarette. I've got to rush and dress now because I'm terribly late. But you're dining here with Nicky and joining Tom Varian and me at the embassy afterwards. Tom Varian? Yes. Do you know him? I did when I was a child, if it's the same one. She takes off her cloak, Florence effusively. Nicky, I don't feel extraordinary about it any more. I'm delighted. Angel? Perhaps Bunty would like to come down to the house on Friday for the weekend. Oh, yes, marvellous. It's awfully sweet of you, Mrs. Lancaster. You must call me Florence. I can't bear Mrs. Lancaster. I must fly. Tom will be here at any moment. That's him on the desk. Bunty going over to photograph. Yes, it is the same one. How too divine. Telephone rings. Hello? Yes, speaking. Elsa, darling, how are you? What? Tonight. How perfectly heavenly. Of course I'd adore it. Listen, Nick is just back from Paris. Can he come too with Bunty Mainwaring? Yes, he's here. See you tonight, dear. Here, Nicky, talk to Elsa. She snatches up her handbag and fur coat and kisses Bunty effusively. I'm so glad about you and Nicky. It's too wonderful. She rushes out. Nicky at telephone. Hello, Elsa. I'd no idea you were in London. I'm terribly thrilled, my dear, you haven't. All those lovely tunes you played to me in Paris. 
How amazing. I am glad. Have you done anything with that tango? You must play it tonight. I want Punchy to hear it. It is perfect, isn't it? Goodbye, dear. He hangs up the receiver. Bunty. What? I'm terribly happy. So am I. Do you remember how we planned all this, coming home together and breaking it to mother and everything? Rather. Do you really like her? I adore her. She's a perfect angel. I told her your heroic little boy line. She loved it. It's true, you know. Rather defiant, too. Laughing at fate. Doesn't Paris seem ages away now? A different life altogether. That nasty little bit of channel is such an enormous gulf, really. Did he put that dress on on purpose? Bunty smiling. Perhaps. You are a devil. It's such fun being reminded of things. And such agony, too. Nikki, darling, why agony? It's always agony being in love, and I started loving you in that dress. Did you? Don't pretend you didn't know. I suppose one always knows, really. From the very first moment. Yes. A sort of spark. Your plane helped a lot. I meant it, too. Calculating pig. Have a cigarette. All right. He hands her box, and she takes one. Nikki lighting her cigarette. I wish we weren't so free. Why? What do you mean? I feel I should like to elope or something violently romantic like that. Bunty laughing. There wouldn't be much point in it now, would there? Perhaps not. How much do you love me? I don't know. It's fun analyzing one's emotions. Marvelous fun. And a comfort, too, when things go wrong. But it kills sentiment stone dead. A good job, too. You're frightfully hard, Bunty. Am I? Much harder than me, really. You've got so much hysteria. I can't help it. Of course not. It's your temperament. You burst out suddenly. Not as badly as I used to. You're growing older. God, yes. Isn't it foul? Hell, my dear. It's funny how Mother's generation always longed to be old when they were young, and we strain every nerve to keep young. That's because we see what's coming so much more clearly. Wouldn't it be terrible to know exactly? I feel frightened sometimes. Why? We're all so hectic and nervy. It doesn't matter. It probably only means we shan't live so long. Nikki suddenly. Shut up, shut up. Enter Preston. Preston announcing. Mr. Varian. Enter Tom. Nikki greets him and shakes hands. Exit Preston. How are you? I'm Nikki. I've come over today instead of tomorrow. Oh! Do you know Bunty Mainwaring? Bunty? I say, I am glad. They shake hands warmly. We'd better have some cocktails. He goes to the door and shouts. Preston, bring us some cocktails. This is jolly. I didn't know what had become of you. I've been living in Paris a good deal. How many years ago is it since we... During the war, the last time I saw you. You were at Sandhurst. Such a pretty place. You have hardly altered a bit. More grown up, of course. All this is most affecting. Bunty and I used to know one another awfully well. What fun! Bunty warningly. Nikki? But it is, it's thrilling. There's nothing so charming as a reunion. Nikki and I have been traveling all day. Boats and trains get on his nerves. When the cocktails come, tell Preston to bring mine to me in Father's room. Nikki, don't be so silly. 
Surely it's not silly to want to talk to my aged father after years debauch in Paris. I fail to see why you should have the monopoly of your unions. Well, don't be long. Cheerio. Nicky crossly. Oh, God. He goes out. What's up? These temperamental musicians. Silly ass. He isn't really. He's only jealous. Why? Is he? We're by way of being engaged. What? Why not? Are you... are you in love with him? Bunty lightly. Yes, isn't it damnable? Good lord. He laughs. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It seems so funny, you being in love with that sort of chap. What do you mean by that sort of chap? Oh, I don't know. That type seems so unlike you. Type? Yes, you know, up in the air, effeminate. You're more bucolic than you used to be, Tom. Here, I say. Enter Preston with cocktails. Will you please take Mr. Nicky's in to him in his father's room? Yes, miss. Is Mrs. Lancaster nearly ready? I think so, sir. Ask her to hurry. We shall be late. Yes, sir. He goes out. I can laugh now. She does so. <laughs> Why? I've just realized something. What? We shall meet again over the weekend. Are you coming down to the house? Yes. That's splendid. Come for a tramp Sunday morning and we'll talk. What about? Oh, lots of things. Old times. Bunty lifting her cocktail. Old times, Tom. Tom doing the same. Cheerio. Curtain. End of Act One.